Publix was especially slow for a Sunday. The afternoon showers must have kept people in their homes. My weekly grocery trip was more pleasant with the absence of crowds in the aisles. I pushed my cart with one squeaky wheel and looked down at my shopping list. All the items jostled around in my cart except for the cookies I loved from the bakery. I couldn't forget my favorite sugar cookies. I browsed the display shelf, but unfortunately, There was only oatmeal raisin left, the inferior cookie. I picked up a container of them and turned it around, trying to decide if they looked appetizing from any angle. I heard a click sound behind me. I looked towards the noise, but the bakery was empty except for the baker kneading dough. I emptied my cart onto the conveyor belt of the checkout. I noticed a small square on top of my eggs. I picked it up and turned it over. It was a Polaroid picture of me. It was taken while I was holding up the oatmeal cookies in the store. How strange. I looked in every direction for the prankster to reveal themselves, because surely this was a joke. It had to be my best friend Heather playing a trick on me. Heather loved to try to scare me, and I wasn't going to fall for it this time. I threw the Polaroid in my purse and continued placing my groceries on the counter. I left the store as a mist of rain was falling across the asphalt and an angry cloud closed in on the town. I hurried to the car, knowing if I didn't make it back to the apartment soon, I may have a river to walk through to get to my door. I grabbed my bags from the cart and threw them in the back seat as fast as I could as the rain began to pelt down on my head. I turned up my music and drove away, trying to shake the photo out of my mind. I pulled up to my apartment complex, and the rain picked up quite a bit. Luckily, my parking space was close to the covered walkway, so I could make a run through the rain without getting too wet. I managed to stuff all the bags of groceries in my arms and ran as fast as I could. In the rush, I forgot I tucked my keys into my pocket to free up my hands. I looked at my doormat to place the grocery bags down and noticed another square photo. Horror struck as my grocery bags fell from my arms and their contents littered the floor. I hesitantly leaned over to pick up the picture. It was a photo of me driving, a close-up of the back of my head, the back of my head from the back seat. Fear spread through my body and a rock sank in my stomach. Someone was in my back seat the whole 10-minute ride home without me knowing. 
How could I not have noticed? Forgetting the groceries scattered across the ground, I fumbled in my pockets for my keys. Hey, neighbor! I jumped nearly out of my shoes and knocked into Cheryl, my obnoxious middle-aged neighbor that always seemed to pop out of nowhere at the worst times. Looks like you have a little mess here. She helped me regain my balance while looking at the groceries scattered around. It's nothing, Cheryl. I dropped my groceries. I grabbed the keys from my pocket and shoved them in the lock. Cheryl started to help pick up the groceries. No, that's all right. I got it, I said in a rush. You look very pale, dear. You sure everything's okay? Cheryl, I'm fine. Please leave me and my groceries alone. Cheryl put the cans of peas she had collected back down on the ground. Fine, suit yourself. I was just trying to help and you seemed distraught. She started heading back towards her door across the hall. Wait, Cheryl, do you know anything about these kinds of photos? I dug in my purse and handed her the Polaroid from the grocery store and the one of my head. Those are Polaroids. They were the cool way to take pictures back in my day. Cheryl took them and examined them closer. Looks like you have a secret admirer. I grabbed them back. No, there's nothing admirable about these photos. I tucked them back into my purse as a thunderous clap erupted from outside. I ran inside my apartment. You forgot your grocery- I slammed the door shut on Cheryl, paranoid someone was following me. My apartment was quiet. I dropped my purse on the ground and walked into my kitchen. On the counter was another square. I picked it up reluctantly. This time it was a picture of me talking to Cheryl on the doorstep. The person couldn't have been more than a hundred feet away. I slowly looked around my apartment. The perpetrator had to still be in here if they were outside and snuck in. The sliding glass door to the balcony looked closed. I grabbed a knife from the block on my counter. I held it close to my side as I tiptoed my way into the bedroom. The door was shut, which is very out of the ordinary for me. I grabbed onto the doorknob and heard a rustle from inside. Someone was in my apartment on the other side of the door. I raised the chef's knife ready for whatever intruder laid beyond. I opened the door and a burst of confetti erupted in my face. Surprise, said Heather holding a small party popper confetti cannon. A pile of gifts and my favorite sugar cookies from Publix were on the bed. I dropped the knife and it clattered to the ground. Heather, what is wrong with you? I was furious. What? I thought a little early birthday surprise was just what you needed with your busy work schedule lately. That's a nice gesture, but the stocking pictures? Not cool. What pictures? The Polaroids. You really had me scared with those. I didn't take... A loud shutter click erupted from my closet. I scrambled to pick up the chef's knife, and Heather jumped behind me. No one was home when I got here. If this is still part of the birthday prank, you are not funny. We slowly approached the closet door that was a quarter open with nothing but darkness pouring out. I reached for the side of the door and slowly pulled it open. Nothing was inside but another Polaroid photo. I picked it up and looked at it. Sure enough, it was a picture of Heather and I standing next to the bed, moments before. I pushed apart the clothes in the tiny closet. 
Where did they go? We would have seen them if they left. Right, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe they still haven't left. We heard two more clicks outside the door. We ran back to the living room, and it was empty. This time, two photos laid on the couch. Maybe if we don't pick them up, they will go away. You swear you have nothing to do with this? I swear on our favorite Publix cookies. I took her hand with the knife still raised in front of me. We walked towards the photos. A loud knock came from the front door that startled both of us. I gave Heather the knife and ran to the front door and glanced through the peephole. Cheryl stood outside holding some sort of box. I opened the door. Seriously, Cheryl, this is not a good time. She handed me the box. Just wanted to give you this, dear. I found it in my closet. If you and your friends like Polaroids, I want you to have it since I don't use it anymore. When I took it from her, I realized it wasn't a box, but a folded-up vintage Polaroid Sun 600 instant camera. That's okay, I don't want it. Here, take it. You guys can do an Instabook photo shoot or something. She laughed and turned around to go back to her apartment. Cheryl! Ugh! I closed the door. Another shutter click went off behind us. We turned around and a new picture was laying on the countertop. This is seriously creeping me out, said Heather. I looked down at the Polaroid camera and got an idea. What if we try to beat them at their own game? I gestured with the camera. What do you think it is? A ghost? Let's find out. I took a seat on the couch and waited to hear the shutter click again. Heather sat down next to me, still clutching the knife in defense. After minutes on the edge of our seat, I heard a shutter click in front of us. I clicked the shutter on my Polaroid as fast as possible, and the flash erupted from my camera. The light illuminated a small figure in front of us. My camera ejected the photo and I took another. This time, the figure became more in focus in the flash. I repeated the steps again, and on the third flash, we could see it was a small boy with a vintage silver and brown Polaroid in his hands. He faded away along with the flash. Who are you? I shouted at the little boy, hoping he could hear me. Heather aimed the knife towards where he had stood. I don't think that's going to help with an invisible boy. What do you want me to do then? Call the Ghostbusters? She said, throwing the knife aside. Don't be ridiculous. I turned over the photos I had taken of the boy. He looked familiar. Look at this. I handed her one of the photos. Whoa, he looks just like Perry Jenkins from middle school. Perry Jenkins. That's right. Nearly 15 years ago in middle school, Perry was in charge of the yearbook and was always taking pictures of everyone. He had the fanciest vintage cameras he loved to use for all his photos. Tragically, Perry and his whole family passed away on a spring break road trip. It had shaken all of the students pretty badly since you don't experience death often when you're in middle school. Hold on, I think I have a yearbook here somewhere. Heather took the camera from me and I ran over to a cabinet in my hallway. I grabbed the yearbook off the bottom of one of the dusty shelves and brought it back to the living room. 
I opened it up to the dedication page we had put in post-mortem to honor the president of the yearbook. Here, give me the camera. I took the Polaroid camera and placed it on the coffee table with his yearbook page. I sat back on the couch next to Heather and waited patiently. What's that supposed to do? Suddenly, the flash from the Polaroid continuously erupted, blinding us, and we covered our faces. When the light stopped, we opened our eyes, and the yearbook and camera were no longer on the table. Do you think he's gone? We looked around the room. I hope so. The camera's gone. I think he accepted it as a parting gift. You know, like unfinished business. As long as his business stalking us is now finished, I'm okay with that, she said, getting up to go to the kitchen. I looked down at the Polaroids I had taken a Perry earlier, and they now were lackluster shots of my television stand. Perry had disappeared from them. I smiled in relief. I guess he just wanted a new camera after all these years. I got up to go to my bedroom. Right next to the cookies, there was one more Polaroid photo laying on the bed. I picked it up, preparing to be frightened again, but it was a photo of two children this time. Heather and I were giggling at lunch, waving at the camera. I don't remember this photo being taken, but I can guess who the photographer was. We hope you enjoyed this spine-chilling story. For now you're stuck in strange territory. Wherever you go, the bizarre will follow through mysterious fog and eerie hollows. You can't hide behind brick and mortar when you're lost within the spooky quarter. The Spooky Quarter features narrator Megan Daniels, story host Johnny McCone, and story editing by Melanie Daniels. The Polaroids was written by Megan Daniels.